All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of the Savant Podcast. So on this episode, we are back talking NFL. Uh, The last time we talked uh, football was back in week five, uh, almost a month ago. Uh, So let's break down everything that has happened in the last four weeks, uh, starting with the AFC. Uh, So we're going to go start with the AFC East. Uh, Right now, the the Buffalo Bills are first uh, seven and two. So they're on a three-game win streak, uh, win streak, and they're coming off a big win over Seattle uh, this past Sunday. A uh, huge, big, a uh, huge bounce-back game for Josh Allen. Uh, was also coming off his grandmother's death the night before. Um, so shout out for him for sticking it out in that game, and also shout out to Bills fans because they donated 200k uh, the next day to honor her uh, to Buffalo Children's Hospital. Uh, but then in second place, so Miami, they're also on a little streak here. They're on a four-game win streak, and they're also 2-0 uh, since their first-round quarterback entered uh, the starting lineup. And last game, so his first game against the Rams, uh, he wasn't, you know, the greatest, more of a game manager. Obviously, the defense and the special teams probably won that game. Uh, he only threw one touchdown. Uh, but in this past weekend, you know, going head to head with Kyler Murray, number one pick from last year, uh, and it was a shootout. That was definitely one of the most exciting games this year, um, especially with you know Tua coming off that game and it's LA, and then having to face a good team like Arizona, and he was able to perform. You know, he wasn't you know exceptional, and he wasn't you know I would definitely say Kyler Murray was definitely better than that game. But what do you think about uh, issue Tua's first two games? And and Miami's decision to move to Tua after you know playing well with Fitzpatrick. At the time, yeah, I, uh, I thought it was an interesting move that they took uh, Fitzpatrick out and put in uh, Tua. I didn't think Tua would play that much this season coming into the NFL season this year, but after seeing his you know first couple games with him doing it, he's looking very promising and very optimistic at what the future holds for him um, as the potential franchise quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, honestly, it's we'll see what happens. You know, I think I think they have a good chance to make the playoffs this year, just based off the extra wild card in each league. Uh, they're they're in the playoffs, you know, position right now at five and three, but you know they're probably going to have to get to nine wins to get there. Uh, I'm not sure if they will, but you never know. And you know, it's funny. You know, everyone was questioning, you know, why they put Tua in after Fitzpatrick was playing so well. Um, and, you know, you, you hear a lot uh, in the sports world about potentially that they were trying him out, you know, for the last 10 games of the season to see if, you know, they should draft another quarterback, kind of what Arizona did when they drafted Josh yeah. Rosen and then moved on to Kyler Murray. Uh, because Miami has Houston's pick. Uh, they have their first round pick and Houston is two and six. But honestly, after seeing, you know, the first game, you know, maybe you would think, Oh, you would want, you know, someone like Trevor, big arm, you know, he's a big dude, you know, two is smaller. Honestly, that doesn't really make sense to me because, you know, you know, even a year before they drafted Tua, there was this whole thing about tanking for Tua in Miami. And then they finally got their guy at number five. And after the first game, like I hear all this talk that they might switch. But, you know, I definitely think they got, you know, stick with him. I think they got a good head coach, you know, someone who came under Bill Belichick. And they got a really good defense. You know, in the end there, they made the big stops to get, you know, two of the, the ball back in the end. So I think they, they definitely need to stick with Tua. But it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Like if they, even if they finish 8-8 eight and eight and miss the playoffs, I still think this is a win for them. You know, considering what happened last year, the horrible start they had. Uh, but then moving on uh, to the bottom half of the division. So we have New England, 3-5, and five, uh, really struggling. They they came back against the Jets on uh, last night. Actually, uh, that was a, a horrendous game. And I actually, I feel so bad for Joe Flacco because he actually had a good game. You know, like it was like vintage Joe Flacco first three quarters. Him for the fourth because literally they I think they ran four plays for three yards. Like New England just kept them off the field, and you know Cam you know led him to that comeback. I mean they should have. It shouldn't have been close that game, but. You know, shout out to Joe Flacco for, you know, looking his old self. But what do you think about the bottom two? Do you think New England has a chance to come back, you know, catch Miami? 
obviously the Jets, they're, we don't even have to get into them. You know, they're yeah. <laughs> 0-8, 0-9, like there's lost cause. But New England's 3-5. and Like they do have a decent defense and, you know, Cam can perform at certain times. But what do you think? I mean, yeah, their defense is very, very good. And, you know, that helps. But with Cam Newton, I feel like his cons- consistency is, uh, you know, the issue with them winning games. So, like, they're in a position where they could, you know, get those games up because we know we've seen what Cam Newton could do at his highest level. But the question is, his, for me, is really his cons- consistency. And if he can do this on a nightly basis and not just show up one night and then the next night just look like a fish out of water. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, and like the whole year, you know, even they, they started decently well. And then once they started struggling, everything was mm-hmm. about his arm, like he can't throw. But even, you know, last night's game, I know it's the Jets defense. And um, yeah. after losing Jamal Adams, like the Jets secondary is pretty much nothing. But, <laughs> uh, you know, he threw like 274 yards. Like it's not bad. Um, only eight completions or incompletions, sorry which is, mm-hmm. you know, pretty good for, you know, Cam Newton and his career in general. Yeah. And, I mean, it looks like they have some, you know, receivers. Like, this Myers guy at 164 or 169 yards. So we'll see what happens the rest of the year. I still think, you know, Buffalo is going to win the division no matter what. Um, yeah. I think they're, they're a top-five team in the league. But, you know, we'll see with Miami. You know, we'll get to the other divisions. You know, there's a lot of other teams that are tied with them right now who I think have a better remaining schedule. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's move on to the AFC North now. So obviously, the only undefeated team left in the league, Pittsburgh Steelers, 8-0. I mean, this this might be a stretch, but I mean, we could look back in history. They might be the worst 8-0 team in history. And, you know, they they have like, you know, a good defense, some good receivers. You know, Big Ben is, you know, having kind of a resurgence, I guess you could say, still on and off here and there. But the game against Dallas, like, there's no way that they should be down, like, three quarters of that game. Uh, Their offense just couldn't click. And, like, Dallas's defense is, like, the worst, apparently, in history, well, with Seattle as well. And they couldn't put up anything, which, which I find is, you know, not good enough. And especially with that game against the Ravens a few weeks ago, obviously, statement game, you know, to take the first place you know, essentially from the Ravens, but the Ravens, you know, I think they led time on attack by 10 minutes, you know, the rushing yards, throwing yards even, but it was just Lamar Jackson. He had four turnovers, like two picks and two fumbles, you know, and that was the difference maker in the game, but, and then they beat the Browns. I think that was the other good team. They beat like 30 to seven, you know, the Browns aren't, the Browns are five and three, but I mean, we all know they aren't, you know, Baker's very inconsistent against certain teams in this league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting how that this division plays out because Baltimore uh, and Steelers do play one more time in Pittsburgh this time. I think I think Baltimore might pull that out even though Lamar's looked kind of shaky last few weeks. I think they'll they'll find a way to you know make the right adjustments because their defense, I mean, we're shutting down Big Ben in that offense. And I think James Conner had like 40 yards rushing or something. And they had no yards rushing. But but then, you know, they're 8-0. The Ravens are 6-2. and And then the Browns are 5-3. and So that's a very, very stacked division. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think I think the Browns could finish off. I was looking at the schedule. I think they could finish off 9, 10 wins. You know, we'll see what happens. But then, you know, the same could be said about Miami. So we'll see. Once we break down each division, we'll give a little prediction of who we think. But, you know, what do you? What is your opinion on the Steelers right now? Being eight zero, are you impressed by them at all? I mean, I'm not really as impressed as some people are. Like uh, a lot of people I've talked to, as far as you know, their division, everybody's hyping. You know, everybody's promoting the you know the Steelers. Oh, the Steelers are the best in you know that specific division. But, I mean, if you really take a look at the schedule, they haven't really played the top tier teams they play some good teams but the majority of their wins were against teams that were kind of terrible or you know if not terrible solid at, at like okay at best yeah like even the win against the ravens i mean even after last year's you know playoff you know loss to the titans like i don't know i never thought the ravens were going to be a super bowl contender but and, and neither i did the steelers 
But honestly, like the Steelers, they they need to play like a Kansas City. And they did beat the Titans. Uh, they beat the, the Titans, but that game, they should have lost that game. Like I think the fourth quarter, you know, was horrendous. You know, t- Tennessee almost came back. But those teams are very, very similar. Tennessee and uh, the Steelers are very similar. But speaking speaking of Tennessee, uh, let's move on to the NFC South. So they're they're in the lead at six and two. Uh, they've kind of slowed down a bit. Tannehill had an amazing start, and they've kind of slowed down a little bit. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, the Steelers talked about this like one of our first few episodes. The Steelers and Titans having their game postponed, and then obviously the Titans lost that mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. and then they've kind of been inconsistent since since then. This has been a weird year, you know, with COVID and stuff. You know, it's it's a lot different for some teams, but you know, they're six and two at the lead. Uh, they're one game ahead of the Colts. Honestly, I think they're fine with that. The Colts, like the Colts, have a really good roster. Like their defense is incredible. Their offensive line, you know, I mean, they got Jonathan Taylor has looked pretty good this year as a rookie. Yeah, but yeah, like um, Philip Rivers, like is it's, it's unfortunate. Like I, I was a really big Philip Rivers fan back in the day when he was with the Chargers, but he's <laughs> just, you know, he's he can't really throw the ball that far. I mean, he's very. I mean, actually, it's funny. He's very reminiscent of Eli Manning. At this point in his career, uh, yeah. and they were they were <laughs> traded for each other too. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, I don't think the Colts. I mean, they're gonna have to get nine, ten wins to win to make the wild card spot. And you know, as we said, you know, Miami might get there, Cleveland like that might get there, but I just don't think you know the quarterback play um, is gonna be where they need to be. And then obviously we have the Texans at two and six, and yeah. the Jags at one and seven, but. What are, you, what are your opinions on the Titans? Obviously, that was a really close game with the Steelers. Do you think that, you know, they have a shot. Obviously, in the playoffs, they've shown that they can overperform. Do you think, even if they don't have the best record heading in, they could be a big, dangerous team in the playoffs? Yeah, I think they, I definitely think they could be a team that every, every other NFL team shouldn't sleep on. Because for the past few years, even though they haven't made it to the Super Bowl or got past that last, um, you know, game, um, team the face they've showed time and time again that they're like a serious threat in the playoffs and they they definitely beat a few good teams to get far but they just haven't got to the super bowl as far as you know it's just that last challenge for them so yeah 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 no and definitely like and the fact that they have derrick henry yeah um and, like, in the playoffs last year, the guy's running 200 yards, like, every game. Yeah. So, and they got a good defense. Like, if that happens, you know, there's not many teams that could beat them. Obviously, the Chiefs, I think they match up very well. Uh, and also the Steelers, you know, they were kind of able to shut down Henry a bit. But, you know, you got to shut down Derrick Henry in the playoffs. Like, that, you know, last year that didn't happen. We'll see what happens. You know, he's having a good year this year. But I think the Titans, I think they'll be the only playoff team out of this division for sure. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, and then obviously the Jags and Texans aren't looking too well. The Texans won this week, but uh, you got to feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Like, Just that's yeah. Good, yeah, not a good team around him right now. And now J.J. Watt's talking about when he's wanting to leave. You uh, know, I think they were talking about trading all their, like, Cooks. I think, yeah, Cooks, Fuller, and uh, Randall Cobb, they were talking about you know, trading all of them. And then Deshaun was like, thank God you didn't. Because him and Fuller have had uh, unreal uh, chemistry since they both came into the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fuller, Fuller, he wasn't like the number one receiver, obviously, you know, with Hopkins being there. But he's always been a good, um, you know, touchdown target for Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, so happy that they kept him there uh, because that, that, that would be really a shame. Like, you give this guy such a big contract and then you're taking away every tool he has to work with. Like, yeah. honestly, that's mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous. But uh, so let's move on to the last division of the AFC. So the AFC West, uh, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's both of our number one teams right now. But, uh, yeah, this is an interesting division. Obviously, the Raiders are in second. They, they beat the Chiefs. They have the only win over the Chiefs. They're at five and three, but the Chiefs, man, like every game, like it seems like they might lose, like they'll be down for a bit, and then Mahomes will just find some way to come back. And he doesn't turn the ball over. He has one turnover or one interception. It's like incredible. Yeah, and honestly, like I'm really surprised by the Las Vegas Raiders. Like obviously, like I knew Derek Carr was, 
you know, a game manager quarterback, but I didn't expect, you know, them to be five and three this year. Obviously, Denver, you know, Drew Locke went down for a bit. So obviously, I expect them to pass them. And then the Chargers with, you know, having a new quarterback. But they've beaten some good teams. Like, they've beaten the Chiefs. You know, they've been close games every week. I think they, I think they're definitely going to make it in. They're, I think they're in the wildcard spot right now, but I think they'll definitely make it in just off the fact that they beat the Chiefs. And they've looked good pretty much every game. And, and then Denver, you know, three and five. You know, they, they could still make a run, but I still, like, I think Drew Locke is probably the fourth best or, I guess, worst quarterback in that division. Because even though the Chargers are two and six, Herbert has looked phenomenal. Like that, yeah. not that. Like those games that they've blown as the defense. Like he has looked incredible in every single game, and like it's so sad that they lost that game. Like you, you saw that play where the ball fell out on the last second. Yeah, yeah, that, that's two ball. Like they called it a touchdown, then they turned it back, but obviously you see the ball come out. But just so because I think they lost. They were the first team in NFL history to lose like four games in a row when having a twenty-one point lead. Um, but, and obviously that's not the offense. That's the defense problem, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've loved Herbert so far this year, but yeah, Devers defense has always been incredible, but you know, Drew Locke has looked, he's looked de- decent, but is he, I think he's still like the fourth quarterback in that division for me. Yeah. But, yeah. And so who, do you still, do you think that Kansas city and Vegas are going to make it out of here or do you think just Kansas city? I feel like Vegas has the opportunity to, like they. I feel like they have the potential to. Uh, I, I guess you could say that depends on their upcoming schedule. That would determine whether they make playoffs. Because we already know that the Chiefs are all, you know are going to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. that's you know that's not really a question. But I guess it really just determines on the um, the Raiders' schedule because they have been playing pretty solid. And um, yeah, yeah, I, their next few games. So they they play the Broncos. Um, this weekend, I think they win that game, and then they play the Chiefs. So we'll see what happens in the rematch. I think I think the Chiefs will definitely win the rematch. I can't see them losing two divisional games to the same team in the same year. I, I yeah. just don't see that. And, and then they got the Falcons. So those are two like Falcons have looked a lot better as of mm-hmm. recent. You know, Matt Ryan uh, is playing a lot better. I still think they can pull that. I mean, you can never bet. On the Falcons, like, yeah, they, I would never uh, in my life. Me neither. You'll uh, lose a lot of money. <laughs> but then the last five games, they got they got the Jets, the Colts, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. And you know, we were talking about the Colts, and obviously they're tied with Vegas right now, mm-hmm. and Miami, and Cleveland for those wild card spots. But I think, just based on quarterback play, if you were talking rosters alone, you might go Miami and then Colts. But I think just because Philip Rivers hasn't looked, you know, he's he looks like an old quarterback right now and can barely throw the ball. You know, he I, th- I saw when he threw a pick and then he tried to, like, tackle the guy. Like, he's on the ground like this, just, like, throwing his arms up. <laughs> very, very unathletic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not why I'm saying they won't make the playoffs. But I just think the Raiders, how good they've looked against good teams, I think they should um, make it in. But... Yeah, Games but yeah, are so, sorry. Yeah, so I was saying those those are pretty much winnable games. Mm-hmm. So they're in a the position too. Yeah, yeah. No, they 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 are. But I mean, that being said, even you know, making even having a third wild card, like you know, if you look at the baseball playoffs, the amount of teams they added, and then obviously those first few series were very quick because yeah. some of these teams didn't belong in. And, you know, after the playoffs happened, the commissioner was like, obviously, we're never going to do that again, have all those teams. So I think this this might be a test, but, like, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, what if that third wild card just gets blown out, you know, in the first game? I mean, yeah. chances are they're playing Kansas City. So we'll see what happens. But so so let's give our final prediction for the AFC. So I think we're both going the Bills winning the AFC East. And then... I think Miami. I think Miami's gonna squeak it out and get that second, that wild card spot. And then in the North, the Steelers. I think the Steelers and the Ravens. Steelers and the Ravens will definitely get in. And then I think the Browns will squeak in, uh, just because you know they're playing. They're gonna play Cincinnati again. Yeah, they'll definitely win. And then the t- Titans. I think they'll win the South. I don't think the Colts will get in. And then I'm gonna go with the Kansas City uh, Chiefs and the Raiders.
All right, so now we're going to move on to the NFC East. Uh, well, the NFC in general, starting with the NFC East. Uh, probably the worst division ever. Uh, yeah. Eagles are first, 3-4-1. Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to win the division. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's, like, there's two, there's two teams with seven losses in this division, and one team with six losses. Like, I don't know, there's no way any of them can catch them. But, you know, your Giants have looked good. You know, the last, yeah. since we've last, since we've last talked about them, I think the last time we talked about them, we were making fun of them. And now they've actually, they look pretty good. Like, their last three losses have been by two, one, and three points. Yeah, and obviously very high. Yeah, then, and that game against the Bucks last week, you know, that was really, really close game. You know, you know, obviously there was big controversy about the uh, the two point conversion and the pass interference. Um, you know, we won't get into that. But that being said, they look good against everyone was saying the Bucks were the best team in the league. Uh, well, not anymore after this past week. Yeah. But uh, what do you think about your Giants the last few weeks and you know the progressions they've made since Saquon has went down? Yeah, like when. Saquon first went down. You could see that the Giants obviously were missing him. A lot of mistakes made. The you know offensive line weren't really protecting Daniel Jones, and you know a lot of mistakes by him. But you know he's just only his you know sophomore season. Um, but since we last talked about them, yeah, uh, you can easily say that they've definitely picked it up. And a lot of the games I've been watching, they've been it's been high high scoring games. Um, we've seen them beat the Washington football team, um, you know, even though they're a bad team. A lot of the games I've seen were, you know, high 20s games. And other than the Philadelphia's game that they lost, which was which they were winning in the beginning, they've been they picked it up since since we last talked about them. Yeah, and obviously, you know, that Cowboys game with Dax injury. Yeah. That was the last time we talked about them. Like, you know, they, they look good, but obviously, you know, I think I remember we were saying that that was against Cowboys defense and, yeah. you know, we can't look. But then, you know, the next week, you know, they they beat, you know, Washington by one point. And Washington's a good, they have a good defense. You know, they yeah. have, you know, we're not one of the best, but they, I would say they have a top 10 defense, you know, just based on the talent that they have. And, you know, that that's pretty good considering, you know, they don't have Saquon and their offensive line isn't the greatest either. Yeah. And then obviously losing the Eagles, that was tough. Um so and then the Bucks, like those are two tough losses, but there's a lot you can take from that. Yeah. Because I think, you know, if in those both those games, if Daniel Jones just makes, you know, one less interception or doesn't make any interceptions, they win both those games. Mm. So he's definitely got to work on that. And I think in these coming weeks, I think definitely management is going to be looking at, you know, Daniel Jones and how. No, and and it's hard to like you know judge him without having Saquon because when Saquon's <laughs> in the lineup and you're able to have you know the play action like that that that's like lethal and it's crazy and I honestly I wish he was in the lineup now because yeah. they would be oh man they'd be beating all these teams that you know they're losing against because they're running you know game with Devontae Freeman and Gallman hasn't been that good you know at all you know and also that's you know a lot to do with the offensive line. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, obviously they're 2-7 there and not making the playoffs. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they might have to draft another quarterback if, you know, Daniel just keeps making these dumb mistakes. I don't know. But I think you got to give him another shot with Saquon next year for sure. Yeah, and then, so, do you think the Eagles, they're definitely going to win? Yeah, the de- yeah, Eagles are pretty much yeah. the best in this division. Everybody else is... Yeah. Yeah, e- but e- I th- even oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say yeah, I definitely see the Eagles winning, but mm-hmm. for the Giants, um, I see a lot of stepping stones and a lot of learning curves. Like it's a lot to learn from with the way they've been playing, and with uh, Saquon coming back next season, we have to see how his health is. But I'm definitely seeing some some things we can learn from for the next season. Even if they you know move on to a new quarterback, we should give it one more season. I think we're seeing we're seeing a result of that now of what they. You know, could uh, learn when Saquon does come back, whenever he does next next season. Yeah, and honestly, I'll be honest. Like, if we're looking at, like, I'm most impressed with them. Well, for Eagles, just they've had a lot of injuries, but Carson Wentz has made some dumb plays. Like, yeah. say what you want. Like, a lot of people are giving excuses. Like, he has a lot of guys out of the lineup. 
guy is throwing, you know, balls that he should just throw away. You know, he's getting interceptions, unnecessary interceptions, holding on to the ball too long. You know, these are things that have nothing to do with the injuries on your team. Yeah. Um, and yes, Daniel Jones is making these mistakes, but Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate a few years ago. And yeah, maybe his body has had some wear and tear. But I'm I'm really impressed with the Gi- like the Giants, like the Cowboys, their defense, even with Dak in this year, they were horrendous. But the Giants, you know, without Saquon, they're close in these games against some, you know, decent teams. Yeah, Washington football is is not, but the Bucks, the Bucks are a decent mm-hmm. team. And, you know, that was a good game. But uh, so let's move on to the North now. Uh, so obviously uh, the Packers are six and two. You know, Devontae Adams coming back. Guy looks like he's been on steroids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like honestly crazy. Actually, like a few players, him and Delvin Cook, the last few weeks have looked like they're on legit steroids, like unstoppable. But, you know, I, I've liked what I've seen from the Packers. Obviously, when they face these really talented teams, you know, their true colors kind of come out. Um, but but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I still, like, believe in Aaron Rodgers. And now with Adams back and then Lazard hopefully coming back, you know, they have all their guys back. And if Aaron Jones can get, you know, a little bit more healthy, he's been, like, out every other game, I swear. But, you know, they're, they're a good team. But then, so then second place, uh, we have the Bears. Uh, we, we've talked a lot about the Bears on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> and I remember, I remember when they were 3-0, and and then they moved to Nick Foles, and then they lost, I think. They lost their, their next game. And then I remember I was saying, like, they should go back to Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. But then, then they beat the Bucs, obviously. But the Bucs aren't as good as people thought they were. And, yeah. and now they're 5-4. and four. Like they're they're two and four, you know, since they've given the job to fools. And honestly, at this point, I think they just gotta go back to Trubisky. Like this last game, yeah, fools, you know, he threw for a lot, but they, they didn't score a point till the fourth quarter. They scored seventeen points in the fourth quarter. And, you know, for whatever reason, even though Trubisky was inconsistent, the team responded better to him. Um, yeah, maybe you could say like the box, had they played the box, maybe Trubisky doesn't win that game. But that being said, like they're losing, you know, they've lost four out of six. Like that's like Matt Nagy's going to get himself fired if he doesn't make the switch back because it's not looking good if you go from three and oh to five and four by switching your quarterback. But, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think they should go back to, uh, Trubisky? Yeah, I think I think I don't think it would make as drastic of a change, but yeah. from what we've seen, I think they should go back and you can definitely say he may be on a chopping block and could potentially get fired. Yeah, and, his, you know, start quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, like for you know, job security, if we're talking job security in the NFL, obviously, like I mean, I don't know how Adam Gase. I actually kind of look like Adam Gase, you know, right now, but I don't even know how <laughs> Adam Gase still has a, a job right now. Um, I mean, I guess this past game, you know, their offense looked a lot better, but it is ridiculous. Because if you think about it, you know, with COVID, you know, everything that's gone on, there's no, there wasn't really a training camp. It's a lot different for these teams. You know, some of these teams are getting COVID tests and COVID positives yeah. um, during the week. So it's a lot to prepare for. But I, I think if they, if they like end up with a losing record, I think he, he probably loses his job. But I think yeah. they... I think they can end up nine and seven, you know, definitely. But but we'll see what happens. Um, and then obviously Minnesota. We talked about Dalvin Cook, you know, having two unreal games. Uh, but you know, you look at Kirk Cousins. All the money they they gave him, he just doesn't seem and and it seems like the wrong decision to ship out. You know, Stephon Diggs. You know, yeah. he he was really an X factor for them with the deep ball. And yeah, Jefferson has looked good, and you know maybe he can develop into that. You know, at this point, I just don't think her cousins can lead that team to division. I, I think Mike Zimmer, I think he will definitely be fired uh, this year. But yeah, so what are, you, what are your thoughts to the Packers being, you know, the top team in that division? Do you do you see them as a Super Bowl contender? I think they have the potential to make the Super Bowl. Um, but you know, we just gotta wait and see. For me, I don't think I don't think they're like at the very top to make the Super Bowl. But I could definitely see them making a the Super Bowl. Yeah, I could too. And, you know, especially how bad uh, the Bucks look this week. I mean, 
I think it could be any team's game. And, you know, Seattle, you know, they were, you know, looked at as a Super Bowl contender, and then they haven't looked as good. Obviously, that's a lot on their defense and their even their offense last week. They It took a while for them to get going. But let's move on to the NFC South. So, obviously, we're talking about the Bucs. So, the Saints and the Bucs faced off this week. You know, the Saints, they're 6-2. and two. Bucks are six and three. Uh, there was a lot, a lot of talk, you know, about this game. You know, obviously Jameis Winston being the backup now on uh, New Orleans, and but that game, man, like, you know, the Bucks just weren't prepared at all. The Saints knew what they wanted to do. You know, they're throwing it short. You know, they're getting it to their big receivers, but the Bucks, man, I don't even know what they're doing. Like, they're you know, trying to air it. They didn't run the ball at all at the beginning. I think they should have done that. They need to use Leonard Fournette a lot more. Right? They can't rush, you know, those guys that combined like five times. I think they did. And, you know, honestly, like Tom Brady, like at this point in his career, I, they can't win a shootout. Because once they got down, it was just he was heaving the ball, throwing horrible picks. Some of those picks were so bad. Like, the amount of memes I saw of Jameis Winston, like, watching the picks. Uh, just insane. But I, I attribute a lot of it because, like, the defense didn't play well. And that defense was playing really well up to that point. But they couldn't stop the Saints' offense at all. And Kamara didn't even really play well, like, at all. He got a touchdown, but, like, he didn't rush the ball well. You know, they just couldn't. Their linebackers couldn't stop you know, their receiving core. And I think that a lot of that is on coaching, you know, with the play calling to start the game on offense and then also on defense, not being able to adjust throughout the game and the offense too. Like they, they kicked a few, like I had their kicker in my fantasy lineup this week and he had three points. Like, like they couldn't even get in field goal range until like the end of the game. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, I think they're very overrated team. Yeah. They beat, you know, some good teams and they've had some big wins, but honestly, yeah, that doesn't mean anything until you play the big boys. And Saints have been the big boys in the NFC South for a while now. You know, I think, you know, this was kind of expected. I think the Vegas odds for their win total was like nine wins. So they could end up with nine wins. But everyone's been, the last few weeks, everyone's been talking Super Bowl favorites and all this. But what, what are your thoughts on that game? And then obviously the top of this division. Yeah, I think they just got to do do better and, you know, just be smart at, at that as well um, because they didn't exceed my expectations coming into this NFL season. I honestly thought that the Buccaneers would be at the top, if not, you know, the number one team. But, you know, they obviously didn't exceed expectations. And, you know, Tom Brady isn't the same player he once was. So I feel like they need to adjust their game plan and, um, X, you know, X, X's and O's game. Yeah, like this year they've been – like they're 6-3. and three, Like they have some big wins, but they're just – I think they're, they're so inconsistent, and that's kind of been a lot on... And, like, even last year, you know, I just... Throwing Jameis under the bus, like, you gotta, you gotta put a lot of that on coaching. Like, some of those throws that Brady was throwing were very Jameis Winston-esque, and the picks were as well. So a lot yeah. of that is on coaching. So you look back on last year, is Bruce Arians really, like, a talented coach? Like, even in Arizona back in the day, he was kind of inconsistent, always falling up short against Seattle. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But obviously the rest of this division, you know, Atlanta's not coming back. You know, Carolina's lost four in a row. They're not coming back as well. Uh, I definitely think, you know, the Saints, you know, they're definitely, they're definitely going to win the division after that convincing win. But the, the Bucs, they'll definitely win the wild card, I think. I think they're too good of a team. They have too much talent now. Like they have, now they have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, you know, Godwin, Gronk, you know, Ronald Jones, Fournette. Like they have way too many... They're too stacked. Yeah, way, way too many to offensive back. weapons to not make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, or to let alone, like, you know, get 10 wins. I think they'll get 10 wins. I think they will. But I – and I, I don't think they're going to, you know, make the Super Bowl. I think – you know, we'll no, see what happens. You know, obviously – obviously playoff magic from Brady could happen. You never know. And obviously the Saints have had bad luck in the playoffs. So you never know. But obviously this was th – this looked like – you know, I, I saw a lot of actually tweets that the uh, Baltimore game that Lamar looked like he was running a high school offense. Uh, but honestly, that the Tampa Bay game, they looked like a high school offense. They couldn't even hit a field goal till the third quarter, third, fourth quarter. Like, come on, man. Like, and, you know, and Baltimore put up 24 points. Like, it's not like, you know, yeah, Lamar has not looked good this year. 
But Brady has looked pretty bad at some times this year, you know, yeah. and I think people need to highlight not only, you know, obviously Lamar's a young quarterback. People have always been doubting him, but just mm-hmm. because Brady's the GOAT, everyone's saying, you know, he's going to win it this year. You know, look how passionate he is on the sideline. But hey, he didn't show up at all. No one on that team showed up. And obviously the blame is not all on him. I think it's mostly on coaching. But, uh, but yeah, you think the Saints definitely win the division? Yeah, I said the Saints and the Buccaneers close by, but I don't see the Buccaneers season being any successful, any anything big. I don't think it's going to happen for them, anything big like the Super Bowl. Definitely not. But I definitely say they're too stacked of a team to, to beat as bad, honestly. Yeah, no, and like, and and even like on defense, like their linebacking core is so good. Like Levante David, uh, Devon, Levante David, and, and uh, Devin White, like those guys are like top five linebackers in this league. Obviously, their secondary has always been their question mark, but you know they look at their like their defensive line has like Indomitian Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul. Like these are like all pro, like former all pro, you know, linemen, and you know no one no one could do anything in that game. But uh, but props to the Saints for coming out with an incredible game plan right off the bat. You know, Michael Thomas' first game bat. And I love yeah. seeing all the dancing after that game, <laughs> kind of rubbing it in. Moving on to the NFC West. Uh, obviously, you, know, you have Seattle 6-2 and two coming off a few bad losses to Buffalo and then Arizona. Uh, that overtime game was, was very tough. Uh, and then Arizona, they're also coming off a loss against Miami. They're 5-3. and three. So, you know, as a Seahawks fan, I was pretty stoked that Miami was able to pull off that game. Uh, and then the Rams as well are 5-3. and three. And then even, even with all their injuries, the 49ers are 4-5. and five. Like, they're still one game or one and a half games out. But yeah. if, they, if they were healthy, like, I mean, I could see every single team in this division making the playoffs. You know, yeah. this is really a phenomenal division, I think. Seattle, even though Arizona beats Seattle, I think that Seattle should not have lost that game. Like that, I don't think that happens two times over. Uh, and then, and then even the Rams, like the Rams, you know, they've looked really good at some times, and then obviously against Miami, they looked really bad. But you know, Jared, Jared Goff has looked really good this year. This has been a bounce back year for that Rams team. You know, Sean McVay is kind of reinventing himself uh, a little bit after everyone kind of caught on last year. But honestly, I think I think three teams. I don't think. I mean, I don't think the Forty Nine ers are going to make the playoffs. You know, at four and five. I mean, never say never. But I think three teams from this division are going to make the playoffs. Like I think Seattle will come up with the division, and then I think Arizona and the Rams will be the wild card spot. I think these teams are just too good, and obviously they're going to play each other, so that will affect their records. But you know, when they're playing outside, you know, they're beating these teams. But uh, yeah, how do you how do you see that division? Obviously, you know if you look at NFC East. Yeah, the NFC West is like probably one of the more exciting divisions in the NFL. You know, me being a Giants fan and seeing the NFC East as a whole just be complete dog shit. Um, yeah, this is a big. You know, this this division is the most exciting. You know, you have the you have three teams um, with the possibility of making playoffs. Um, Seahawks. You know, although their def- defense haven't been great, you know, they still have Russell Wilson, who's been amazing. You know, the start of the season was, you know, beautiful for him. We've talked about it. Um, the Cardinals, they've been pretty, you know, good. And, we, you know, the Rams' defense has been pretty good as well. Like, I watched a few of their games, and their defense has been phenomenal um, watching it early on in the season. So I see all three teams making a playoffs as well. So, it's, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, and honestly, like, I mean, yeah, I think Seattle's going to win just based on, you know, quarterback play. And obviously, like, last game against Buffalo, that was kind of a tough game. Like, um, obviously, Buffalo comes up to that big lead. Like, when you're down that much, like, the defense knows you're throwing the ball. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a little bit harder. And they were a little bit inconsistent. They kind of came kind of back there in the end. But honestly, like, anyone could win this division at this point. You know, every every single team in this division has kind of been inconsistent at some point, you know, just based on how evenly matched they are. So, like, I mean, any team could win. Like, the Rams could win the division, the Arizona. So, whoever, you know, has – I think this week 
this week coming up is very important. See who plays the best and has the most momentum going into these final, you know, division matchups. Mm-hmm. All right, but let's give our final predictions uh, for the NFC playoff race. Uh, so obviously, the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. We both agree on that, and there will no, there will not be a wild card team from that division. Uh, and then the the NFC North. I think yeah, the Packers are coming out. I don't think I don't think another team will win a wild card there. The Bears have just obviously we said they've lost four out of six, and they they haven't been looking good with Nick Foles. So unless maybe they make the switch back, ooh maybe maybe they turn it around. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) What if they like put him back and all of a sudden he's Patrick? They start winning. Yeah, yeah. Like you never know. Like who Mm. knows? But but they're in a tough division too. Like that division is so tough and it's been tough for a long time. At this point, being five and four and how deep you know we talked about that. West division is. I don't think they they will. And then the NFC South. Obviously, we talked about the Saints. I think they'll pull it off. And then the Bucks. I think they'll get that second wild card. And then and then lastly, the West. Uh, we all think um, you know the top three teams are going to make the playoffs. Uh, but who knows who's going to be the winner? I think Seattle could be awesome. some yeah. some other team. You say Seattle as well. Awesome. All right. So. We're going to go through our top 10 teams. So obviously this is not based on standings. Obviously we, we said that the only undefeated team uh, might not, may, might be the worst 8-0 team in history. So definitely are putting the Steelers up. But Aishi, I'll start with you. So who are your top 10 teams? And then give me a little insight into why you made those uh, choices at each pick. I got the Chiefs uh, number one, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, number two, I put the Seahawks. Although their de- defense haven't been good, Russell Wilson has been, you know, great in my opinion. Um, number three, I put the Bills. I think Josh Allen has been having, you know, a good season, and you know he's proven to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he's definitely one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. So it's exciting seeing him play. And, you know, Buffalo fans just got to be happy with you know him calling the plays. Number four, I got Green Bay. You know, as you said, Adams has been, you know, looking unreal this season. Rodgers has been pretty good as well. Um, he's been better than the majority of quarterbacks in the league. So I see I have them at number four. At number five, I have uh, the Tennessee Titans. And, you know, I, I, I could even put them at the number four spot based on Derrick Henry's, you know, his, um, his talent alone. But I put them in a decent position to – succeed in the playoffs because they showed us time and time again that they they do well in the playoffs and they can compete number six i put the steelers there although they're eight and no like i've seen them play a lot of bad teams and that's why they've won but like we haven't seen them play uh you know teams like the kansas city chiefs or you know teams with a very you know good defense to you know challenge ben roethlisberger so i think you know although they're eight and no you know you gotta kind of put an asterisk on it they're kind of overrated in my opinion um number seven i put the the cardinals um kyler murray's been good you know they have uh hopkins as well to for him the past two so you know they've been solid in my opinion number eight i put tampa bay at number eight i put tampa bay because you know at the start of the season i had very high expectations for them i thought they would be one of the top teams in the nfl but for them to have such a, a stacked team they aren't as good as they should be on paper, in my opinion. So I got them at number eight. For number nine, I got the Saints. And number 10, I got the Raiders, I, I believe. They're in a position to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of how they play these next few games for me. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So mine, mine's uh, mine's similar but different, I guess you could say. Yeah. So my, my number one is same, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, 8-1. Yeah, they lost to the Raiders. That was a close game, though. But they've every other game they've looked pretty much unstoppable. Even when they're down, they just come back. And Patrick Mahomes has looked like on another planet this year. Uh, and then number two, so I'm going with the Saints at number two, just based based off, you know, obviously Drew Brees, you know, he's been inconsistent a bit, you know, not throwing the ball very far. Obviously, had Michael Thomas out, Emmanuel Sanders was out for a bit. You know, pretty yeah. much only had Alan, Alvin Kamara to throw mm-hmm. the ball to. But after seeing, you know, everyone in the lineup on uh, Sunday night, you know, Kamara not having to run the ball that much, them getting Michael Thomas, 
getting him involved early and also, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and also like shout out Taysom Hill. Like this guy's incredible. Like I remember, I think there was one play in the game. He like breezed through him the ball for 20 yards. And then the very next play, he steps under center at quarterback and runs the ball for 20 yards. Like I think the ability for them to go back and forth and trust two quarterbacks, it, I think is, is huge because you have to pretty much you know, prepare for a Drew Brees, and then you have to prepare for a Taysom Hill, you know, a kind of Lamar Jackson-type quarterback, which I think is very deadly. And the fact that their defense, LaShawn Lish- or, or Lattimore, I should say, incredible game on Mike Evans. Like, I think the last three games, I think, he doesn't have a reception against this guy. Uh, yeah, it's Marshawn Lattimore, actually. But uh, their secondary has been incredible. And their defense has always been really good. But the fact that they were to shut down all those weapons on, you know, Tampa Bay, let alone, like, shut alone one, but then you got to shut down all five of the crazy options they have. I thought that was huge for them. My number three, I'm going to the Bills. You know, I'm, I'm putting the Bills just ahead of the Steelers just based on, you know, the fact that, you know, I, I like their wins. Like, their, their win against Seattle was huge. Uh, they beat the Raiders. And I just like those wins better than the Steelers beating Baltimore and Cleveland. Like, yeah. honestly, I, I think I think the Raiders are better than both. I think the, the Raiders could beat Baltimore, potentially, and they definitely could beat Cleveland. But, you know, obviously they, they had some bad games against Kansas City, and then even their last few wins, Josh didn't look the best. But this past weekend, you know, he looked incredible. You know, threw for over 400 yards. Uh, so Bills are my number three. Then I'm going to go Steelers my number four. So I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're undefeated. You know, I mean, they, I could see them dropping down. Like if they, if they lose one game, they're, they're dropping way down. You know, we'll see what happens against uh, the Ravens. Cause if the Ravens beat them the next game, I'm putting the Ravens over them because the Ravens won that game pretty much. It was just Lamar, you know, that lost it. And then number five, I'm going with the Seahawks. Uh, I kind of like had to decide between the Seahawks and the Packers for this position. Obviously, you know, people are going to be like Packers defense way better than Seahawks. You know what are you saying? But I think the X factor is I honestly, I take in, I'm taking Russell this year over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Their, their numbers are so similar. Maybe Russell is throwing more picks, but I think the weapons and Lockett and Metcalf. Yeah. Adams is crazy, but they're number two. It was nothing near, you know, a Metcalf or a Lockett. And, and you know, the next few weeks, they're hopefully going to get some of their running backs back. You know, Carson has been injured. You know, Carlos Hyde. You know, they had this guy Dallas in there. Uh, I've never even heard of him. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And, you know, they obviously they traded for Carlos Dunlap. You know, their defensive line looked a lot better uh, over the weekend. They got a bunch of sacks off Josh Allen. But uh, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. You know, they could drop down. You know, like we said, with that, obviously, that NFC West, any team could win that division. So this list could change, you know, very quickly in the next coming weeks. And then I got, obviously, the Packers. You know, Green Bay's been really good and then, you know, really bad in their two losses. But I like them in their wins over the remaining teams. So then I got the Titans. So the Titans, you know, we'll see what happens. They, they're going to be playing Baltimore coming up real soon. So we'll see what happens with that game. I have them over Baltimore just because, you know, they beat them in the playoffs. They have their number. But honestly, I would love to see them in the Steelers face one more time. Like, I think a rematch of that, I think the Titans beat that. I think the Titans figured them out in the second half and really stormed a comeback, and Big Ben was throwing picks. So, you know, the Titans are still a really good team. And then, obviously, I have the Ravens. Defense is, you know, incredible. Obviously, Lamar, you know... I mean, we all know this. He can't really, you know, throw the ball. The ball, and teams have been forcing him to do that. But they've squeaked by. You know, the Colts are a good team. You know, they have a good defense, and they were able to put up 24 points on a very good defense. I think that's very promising. And then I have the Bucks at number nine. Obviously, you have the Saints at number nine, <laughs> and then, but I have the Bucks at number nine just just based on, you know, they can they can come up. But I wasn't sold on them at the beginning of the year, just because you know. All these different faces that are coming in, you know, all these guys that want the ball. But obviously Tom Brady has been a good team leader in New England and has learned to, you know, manage egos as a leader. Uh, But, I mean, in in some of these games, obviously the loss against Chicago. You know, Chicago is, since that win, Chicago has not looked good at all. 
So that's not even that's I mean that's saying bad things on the Bucks already, and the fact that they almost lost to the Giants. And yeah, we were saying the Giants have played a lot better, but that that was a shock for both of us. So yeah. that shouldn't have happened. And then number ten, I have the Cardinals. So I think I would have put the Cardinals a bit higher, maybe over the Bucks had they won against Miami. But I, I've liked what I've seen from Kyler Murray. Like he's a stud in this league. Literally can make any throw he wants. And and like last game, you know, they didn't really target DeAndre Hopkins that much. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, a lot of questions for that, as he only had like six points for my fantasy, and sure. uh, and he's just giving the ball to Christian Kirk now. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens. And but their defense is 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 pretty mid right now. That's why they're my tenth. You know, their offense has been incredible. Their but their defense, you know, they let Miami put up thirty four points. I don't think that's you know very promising. But yeah, so those are our top ten teams. We will do this every week from now on to the end of the year. These will definitely change week to week. You yeah. know, none of these teams are going to win out the whole year. They still have to play each other. But yeah, so stay tuned next week for our uh, new edition of our top 10 teams. But let's move on. Okay, so now we're going to move on. So we talked a little bit of the horrendous teams in this league. But obviously, you know, this draft is a, a very important one in particular. There are two unreal prospects. Obviously, the number one, Trevor Lawrence. You know, everyone's saying he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck and John Elway. And then you have Justin Fields as well, who I think looks just as good. I mean, if not better. But so let's go through. We're going to go through some of the bottom teams that need a quarterback. Even if, you know, they have a quarterback, like a lot of these teams actually drafted a quarterback in the last few years. But if you have an opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, would they do it? So let's start with the Jets. So do you think, so I've, I've heard a lot of rumors about potentially, you know, someone trading for Sam Darnold, like a Indianapolis or a, you know, uh, San Francisco. Like apparently Kyle Shannon really liked uh, Sam Darnold coming out of the draft. And he's from California. So that would be, you know, an interesting fit and in that offense because apparently it looks like they're moving on from Jimmy G. But do you think do you think they should build around like maybe trade out of that pick whoever wants Trevor or do you think they should move on from Darnold? Cuz yeah, he's been injured, but that roster is just so horrendous and I think that coach is a joke that they need a new coach for this guy and they should just build around him. But what do you think? Yeah, I think that coach is a drifter and he definitely ha- he I see the sunk cost fallacy with that whole situation. How he doesn't want to, you know, kind of move forward, and he's just like sticking to one specific, you know, way. I don't believe Sam Darnold is bad at all. I think he's very good. He's a very good quarterback, and he's very promising. I just feel like he has the worst su- supporting cast in the whole NFL. They need to. I feel like they need to free him and let him go to a team where he actually has better pieces around him. Because I don't think he's a bad quarterback at all. The coach definitely needs to be fired. They should get rid of him immediately. It's a constant trend with him, you know, just sticking to one specific way and not trying to find a, a way to build around his players and win. And I believe he did that. He he, I believe he did that on the last team he was on. So I definitely think they should move on from that coach, as well as free Donald from that team because the the team it obviously needs a rebuild and Donald needs a a team where he can start to win right now. He's a win right now quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. Like you know, and even even last year, like you know, some of those games where they won, you know, Darnold looked really good. And I mean, obviously, you know, Adam Gase can coach in the yeah. NFL. Like he's won games, but like it comes to a point where the, since his first day uh, in the Jets organization, this guy's been moody doesn't really want to talk to the media. And it, it gets old when you try to act like Bill Belichick, all these coaches trying to act like Bill Belichick when you're horrendous. Like, you, you can't be acting, like, all rude to the media and being like, oh, I don't want to answer this, I don't want to answer that, when, you're, when you stink. And, yeah. and if you look at it, look how good Ryan Tannehill is playing. And that guy almost ruined Ryan Tannehill's career. Uh, yep. And, I mean... I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, everyone thought this guy was an offensive genius. And, yeah, they have looked good in some games, and Darnold has looked pretty good. But that being said, they've looked, you know, their their defense is horrendous. Their offense, like, Jamison Crowder is a nice piece on receiver, but he's not a number one receiver on a winning team. 
You know, I think he's definitely like if you if you put him on like the Bucks, for example, like he's like the fourth you know wide receiver on that team. But you know he's he's having a good year. You know, uh, unreal catch from Flacco on Monday. Um, just to bring that up, but I I almost agree with you. Like I think. If you put Darnold in a Indianapolis role, like with that, you know, with that offensive line, he's not getting hit, he's not getting injured, or even in San Francisco, they have that amazing defense, they have those weapons, they have the run game. I think he brings a team to the playoffs, you yeah. know, definitely. But you know, that being said, it if they get the number one pick and they draft Trevor Lawrence, then it's like the same cycle over again, unless you know they're able to attract a lot of good free agents. First off, they got to move on from that coach. Definitely, they're gonna have to dra- like attract new free agents. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's been this whole thing in New York about obviously with Levy and Bell being traded out there, Jamal Adams, all these players being unhappy, and you know the not only the coaching staff but the management not being honest with their players and moving on from players. So I think you know the GM's got to go. I think the coaches got to go. And then maybe you know let the new coach and GM evaluate whether they want to keep Sam Darnold. Obviously, they're going to be like, this guy's a hell of a quarterback. But once they see Trevor Lawrence, maybe they want to build around him. So I think, I think it's a good chance that the Jets uh, take Trevor Lawrence. But obviously, you know, there's the Jags there as well. The Giants, you know, we talked about that earlier. Obviously, Daniel Jones, I think, I think for sure they should, even if they have a top three pick, I think they should keep Daniel Jones, give it another shot, you know, with Saquon, see what happens. Yeah. You know, build around them more, like draft you know, more skilled positions on the defensive, like defensive end and the offensive end. Like, I still think that Golden Tate and, you know, their receiving core is, you know, not what they Mid-field. need from Dan- Daniel Jones. Like, obviously, Slayton, I like Slayton, yeah. but, and they have good chemistry, but I just think they need a, a number one. They, they should draft a number one, but obviously, they're not going to draft a number one receiver in the top five um, because of the draft. But then also, you look at Washington. So obviously they moved on from Dwayne Haskins. We'll see if they, you know, bring him back, you know, again. And then another team I was looking at, I was looking at Denver. So obviously we're talking about, you know, that, you know, Elway is notorious for this, you know, moving on from court. Obviously Tebow is a little bit different, moving from Tebow to Peyton Manning. But, uh, you know, if you look at it, they have a good defense. You know, they have good weapons now, you know, Jerry Judy. Drew Locke, like, I, I like Drew Locke, but... If you have, like, if you had the fourth, you know, best or fourth worst quarterback in your division, would you move on from him? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, and and honestly, because you know, obviously, they, I think they even traded up to get Drew Locke, uh, I believe in the second round. But if they have an opportunity to trade up for Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, like, I think yeah, they take him. Yeah, I'd take that opportunity like, as well. And and I I hear like a lot of this notion, you know. Obviously, we went through five teams, you know, two quarterbacks we're talking about. I think Justin Fields, you know, is just as good. Like, he has, I think he has 11 incompletions this year, 11 touchdowns. Incredible. Like, this guy literally can make any throw he wants. He can run. And Trevor's good. He's got the big arm. You know, he he can't run as well, but he's a big dude, and he can get away from guys. And, you know, he's done it on the big stage. But I just think this year in some of the games, he's just like, his completion percentage is not as good. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he makes the odd interception, you know, every other game. And obviously, he hasn't played the last few weeks, you know, you know, yeah. having COVID. But uh, like, honestly, I, honestly, I, I would take Trevor Lawrence number one, just based off, you know, winning in his freshman year against Alabama. Obviously, last year against LSU, the LSU was such a good team. But uh, but I think Justin Fields is right there, like one A, one B. And I think, you know, there's there's a lot of teams. I think the Jags definitely, you know, with Minshew injured now. Uh, I mean, they they have such a bad team. Like, they traded, like, half their team uh, before the year. And they essentially have no defense and no one on offense. Like, Chark, they're, like, supposed number one receiver, like, just passed 100 yards for the first time last game. So I think they could definitely be looking to a quarterback as well. Um, but, yeah, it depends the right one. So... Yeah, so if you had to pick, who do you think drafts uh, Lawrence and Fields? This is not like, we're not doing like a mock draft here, but if you just gut feeling right now, uh, halfway through the season, who do you think these guys go to? Yeah, I definitely think the Jets are high up there for taking Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. 
I see the Jets there. I don't really see. I, I could see um, a scenario where the Giants do move on from Daniel Jones, but I don't. I don't think they will. I think they want to see, you know, how he will play with Saquon. So I don't see the Giants, but I definitely see the um, Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars being up there for taking Lawrence. And even if one of them does get Lawrence, the the other one could get filled. So it's not really a huge drop off. But those teams definitely are out of all the teams in NFL. They definitely need. Oh, as well as the Washington Football Team, those yeah. teams definitely need a new quarterback. Uh, and a new identity to start to rebuild the way, uh, around their offense. So I see those three teams being at the top of the list to take Lawrence. And whichever team doesn't get Lawrence, like the other team could get Fields. And I heard there's some other solid quarterback prospects in the draft as well. I heard of uh, Trey Lance, uh, Trey Zach Lance, Wilson, yeah. Zach Wilson as well. So you know these teams definitely need to start fresh with their quarterback because uh, the quarterback situation that they currently have is it's not good at all. Yeah, I, I definitely see, you know, depending on, you know, the final schedule, but I definitely see, you know, Lawrence and Fields going one and two. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, you know, it's hard to definitely predict right now, but obviously we're naming, you know, the teams that need a quarterback right now. But, you know, on draft day, I think there's going to be a crazy amount of trades, you know, for sure. And, yeah, even Trey Lance as well. You know, he's – and, you know, he was even in – I think he's in Division Two, uh, same league as Carson Wentz. And, and Josh Allen, though. Um, but he's looked... Like, I think he only played one game this year. Like, they just played one game so he could, like, show off the scouts. Pretty funny. Uh, and I think he threw... He actually threw his first interception of his career <laughs> in that game. Uh, but no, he looks good. I think he definitely goes... You know, because with those guys going in the top two, I think, yeah. or let's say top five, you mm-hmm. know, definitely, you know... Uh, Trey Lance, I could see him going top 15, top 20. Whereas maybe in, you know, years before, maybe some of these quarterbacks, you know, they fall the second round after the top two. But I think just because everyone's so high on Lawrence at Fields, um, maybe more people are high on Lawrence, I think. Definitely, you know, the in the media, he's depicted as this, you know, the next great one. Uh, But I think Fields is just as good. And I think scouts think that as well. And I think that was shown in the draft. All right. So for the last part of the episode, we will be doing our top five picks. We haven't done this for a few weeks. Uh, issue, I will let you go first. What are your five picks for the people this week? Okay. My top five picks for, um, I believe, week 10 we're um, going into. Um, I have the Titans beating the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Titans are going to pull out that one. Derrick Henry's going to have a, another monster game. I'm predicting that right now. Um, the Bills versus Arizona. I think that's going to be a close game between the two. But I got the edge with the. I got the Bills beating the um, Arizona Cardinals. I think the Ravens will beat the the Patriots. You know, I don't, the Patriots haven't been all that great. You know, they're struggling. So that's you know happening as well. With the Dolphins and the Rams, I got the Dolphins beating the Rams. And my Giants, I had them beating the Eagles. I believe last game was last game that they played was very close. It was just that one mistake that Daniel Jones made that cost them the game. So I wanna see if they would be able to win this time with you know, if without Daniel Jones making mistakes, like minimal mistakes. Don't make any stupid you know, mistakes that's kinda of mundane. So I think they'll beat the Eagles because last game was close, but you know, you never know with the Giants. That's why, you know, it's difficult being a fan of them. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I can imagine. Like, again, and actually, like, I mean, I wouldn't call myself a Giants fan, but I've always I've always cheered for the Giants when they've faced off against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But since then, it's been a lot of tough years for Giants fans like yourself. I'm going to go with my, so my top five. I'm going to start, so Ravens versus New England. I think the spread's negative seven points. I'm going to take that, I think, just how bad New England looked in the first three quarters against the Jets. I mean, they pulled it off in the end, but the Ravens are a different animal. Uh, I think they definitely win this by more than a score. Uh, And then the Saints against the 49ers, they have a negative nine points. And I think they definitely, I mean, just the fact that they blew out the Bucs by 30. Like, Uh, I mean, the 49ers (laughs) are not going to have a chance. And then uh, I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo. Uh, as the underdog versus Arizona, I think Arizona is a is a one point favorite, so like literally nothing. 
But just the fact that Buffalo looked so good against Seattle this past week, obviously a bad defense. Arizona's defense is not that good either. Yeah. So I definitely think Buffalo wins. And then I get the Bucks beating Carolina. I think they bounce back for sure. Carolina's won four or lost. Carolina's lost four straight. So they are on the downturn. And then I got the Packers beating the Jags. I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> and then I and then I got and then I got the Steelers beating the Bengals. So I actually I did think about maybe the Bengals covering the spread, but then just because of how bad you know the Steelers were last week. But another thing is like, and you gotta feel bad for Joe Burrow. Like I think he's hit third uh, most in the league. Um, and but that guy, like the last few weeks, he's been really good. Like I've been really impressed with Joe Burrow. But I think the Steelers, like the defensive line that they have, are just gonna swarm this guy. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a rough night or a rough day for him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are our five picks, guys. Um, but this concludes uh, episode. Eight, uh, thank you all for listening. We are super stoked to come back to talk NFL. In the next coming weeks, so obviously the NFL or the NBA draft is coming up soon, so we'll be doing a mock draft next week. So stay yeah. tuned for that. Uh, talking NFL next week once again, so stay tuned. Uh, and stay tuned for all our episodes for the rest of the year. We got lots of cool things coming up. But any last words for you, Issue? Yeah, um... New music coming soon as far as my uh, music. Um, now, the mixtape that we once talked about is now I'm making it an album. So, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, my next job will be in 2021. Uh, thank you for everyone who's been supporting the podcast as well as the music. And um, big things coming to uh, season two. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Peace out.